Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Success Harbor Podcast with George Mazaros, where it's all about making success happen for you. Hi, everyone. This is George Mazaros with Success Harbor, and I have Jasper Rivers with me. 2010, Jasper decided to take the leap and quit his job. He didn't have a backup plan or prospect of gainful employment, but he took the plunge anyway to pursue his lifelong dream, ultimate freedom. He's the man behind the Traveling Dutchman, and I have invited him to share his story with the Success Harbor audience today. Welcome. Thanks, uh, George. appreciate uh, the invite to be on the show. Thank you for being here, Jasper. Uh, let's talk about uh, what you were doing before you decided to take the, uh, the leap and quit your job. What was your profession? I was an arbitrage trader. I traded, uh, I traded um, stocks, uh, futures, and options, mm-hmm. uh, first uh, in Amsterdam and later in Chicago. And what arbitrage trading means is that you're trying to take advantage of small differences in prices of assets that are essentially the same. So just to give you a practical example, uh, let's say take uh, BP, the big English oil company. They are traded in London as well as in New York. Now, in New York, they're traded in dollars. In the UK, they're trading in pounds. But it's the same share, essentially. So if there's a price difference between those two shares, you can buy the cheaper one and sell the more expensive one and make a small profit. Wow, that sounds like something that would be done by machines. Are human beings doing this still? When I started, it was all, it was all by hand. So you were literally, you had a mouse and you were literally just checking the prices on the, on the Excel sheet. And as soon as there was an opportunity, uh, you, would, uh, you would take advantage of it. Um, after a few years, we started using automatic traders. And I think right now there's very few people who are still trading by hand, if any at all. So now it's all run by algorithms and the job as a trader is, is more to put in the right parameters and uh, make your machine uh, reflect the, the you as a trader. Oh wow, wow! Uh, did you love it? Uh, I did in the beginning because it was really, really fun. Uh, I saw it as a as as a game where uh, I'm I'm just playing this this big game with a lot of money with a lot of people all around the world, and you're trying to just uh, make as much money as possible. And it was it was really exciting. But after a few years, it became more of a routine. And it started getting a little bit boring. And also, I didn't like the fact that I had to spend the whole day in the office surrounded mm-hmm. by computers. It is not the most uh, uh, imaginary uh, environment to be in, so to speak. Did you make good money with uh, doing that? Yeah, absolutely. We had some really good years. Mm-hmm. And as a trader, you get paid a percentage of the profits. So the years that we were doing really well, uh, we 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 all received pretty uh, pretty nice bonuses. Okay, so let's talk about um, quitting that job. I mean, what was that whole process of of quitting, or the mental process of quitting your job? It was not a very easy decision because I was at a, in a very comfortable place, making quite a lot of money, and uh, you know, is is a, a bright future. But I knew that. It wasn't really what I wanted to do. So it, it was the reasons why it was tough is because 
if you have a successful career and you're making decent money, driving a nice car, you have a nice apartment, everything, then if you tell people you're thinking about giving it all up, people tend to be not very enthusiastic about that idea, especially when it comes to family and, and, and close friends, because it, it just seems like a silly idea to a lot of people, right? Yeah, that's to put it mildly. So they think you're crazy, more likely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they think you're crazy. And, and, and also what's, yeah, also what's, uh, what makes it harder is, you know, when you grow up, you kind of have this idea that success is equal to making a lot of money. So when you get to that situation, it feels like you are successful and it feels like you're doing what you're supposed to do. And it's kind of weird to not feel the fulfillment that you expect uh, that success to, to give you. So everyone's telling you that you're doing really well and everyone's kind of envious, but deep inside you, you know that it's not the thing that makes you happy as a person. So there's a strong disconnect there and it, it just makes it tough to, to give it up, especially if you don't know what else to do. Like trading is a very specialized skill. So you can't really, you know, apply it to, to many, many other things. It's just really, really specific, a specific skill that you learn. So I didn't really know what else I could do. And if I was good at anything else, I didn't really have a backup plan other than I thought I was going to be a professional online poker player. Um, but I wasn't sure if I, you know, I wasn't sure what that would look like and if I would enjoy that and if, if that was even. I, I want to get into poker in a, in a little bit, but before that, was there a, an actual trigger event for you to quit your job? There was there wasn't really an event. It kind of lingered in my in my head for a while. And was it weeks, months, years? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was definitely over a year because uh I almost quit my job before in Amsterdam when I was still trading in Amsterdam and then uh my manager gave me the opportunity to move to Chicago. So I took that opportunity and uh and I spent one year in Chicago trading but but I already I already knew in the back of my head that you know it was a temporary thing I wasn't going to do this forever. So it I had a long time to sort of think about it and 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 uh and let it sink let the idea sink in. So it wasn't it wasn't just a a very spontaneous decision. I definitely contemplated about it for for a long time and it wasn't so much of a event that made me do it. It was more that I had this realization that if I wouldn't quit now, it was going to be more and more difficult in the future because I was already pretty too. Uh, I had a girlfriend. I, I was, you know, I was. It was. In a, I was in a good position to sort of settle down. So I was thinking, if I'm not going to do it now, then I'm never going to do it, and that means I'm always going to have this big question mark in my head, uh, <clears throat> you know, thinking what what would life have been like if I would have made the decision to to pursue the, the lifestyle of my dreams. And I didn't so, want to have that regret. So did you have money saved or property or, I mean, you know, because I, obviously I think you've been thinking about this for a long time, but you also probably thought about how am I going to live? Yes. So I did, uh, I made the, a good decision when I made a good money to not uh, spend it, but uh, pay off my mortgage. So I did have an uh, apartment in Amsterdam uh, that was paid off. So, and I did have some money saved in the bank as well. So I, you know, 
I knew I could I would be able to to sit it out for a while even if I wouldn't find other ways to make money but I also knew that wasn't it wasn't enough to last forever so did you give and yourself I didn't really want to just do nothing for like okay so uh did you give yourself a deadline like okay I'm going to quit my job I'm ready I have this apartment that's paid off. I have some money saved. And, okay, I'm going to give myself uh, one year or six months or five years or, or however long uh, to, to try this. Just, yeah, I, I don't know which, which end we're having problems with. But uh, anyway, uh, can you hear me now? I hear you now, yes. Okay, so I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to go into my question. I'm going to edit this out, okay? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. uh, Jasper, did you give yourself some kind of a deadline? I mean, you had, this, uh, you had this apartment paid off in Amsterdam. You had some money saved. But did you say to yourself, I'm going to give myself six months or a year or five years uh, to try this? Yeah, I had – I didn't know exactly how much money I – of uh, how how long I would be able to last, but in in my mind I I figured I would be able to to last like about two or three years, and then I would have my apartment um, on on top of that. So it was a, fa it was a fairly safe sort of situation that that I was in. So after you quit your job, what was the first thing that you did? The first thing I did is I started playing online poker in my home in, in uh, Chicago. How did you get involved with that? Well, I, I, when I was working, I already started a poker community website back in Holland and eventually also an international one where we, we had a forum and I was really into uh, playing poker myself online. And um, so I set this up with a bunch of friends and we were making good money at some point with, by referring players to poker rooms. So I, I was already very familiar with the sort of the online poker community and and how to make money playing poker. Sounds good. Um, and you make money with that, or it was just more to spend time? Well, here's the thing: uh, when I when I was playing before in like 2004, 2005, it was very easy to make money. So I was just playing in the weekends and in the evenings and making a couple thousand dollars a month just on the side. But when I quit my job in um, in, in 2010, uh, the the environment really changed. It wasn't so easy anymore. A lot of players were much more informed um, about how to play poker correctly. So I started out and I didn't make money at all. I was I was breaking even, and it it turned out to be uh, a big struggle. And I, I eventually realized after a few months that if I were to be a successful online poker player, I basically had to put in probably like six to eight hours a day playing and studying. And that wasn't really what I was looking to do. I, was, I thought I would be able to just play for a couple hours a day and make enough money that way and, and then use the rest of my time to do the things that I, you know, I really am passionate about and the things that I wanted to do. So it turned out uh, more of a, a full-time job, and then I was thinking, well, if I'm just going to sit behind the computer all day, then I might as well just keep trading.
Yeah, yeah, because that, that was my thought, too. Is That's what you were trying to get away from, is to s- stare at a screen all day long, and then there you yeah. are in a similar situation. So right. then what happened next? Uh, how did you... How did you start as an entrepreneur and and to make money? So I went to Brazil for three months, and I had uh, I had just given up on the poker idea. So now I really didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I just sat on the beach for a couple months in Brazil and literally started googling how to make money online because I, I I wanted to do something online because I wanted to travel and I wanted to have the flexibility to be wherever I wanted to be and to be do whatever I wanted to do. So it was really that flexibility, that freedom that I was after. So I just Googled how to make money online. And, you know, the, the first couple of things that popped up, um, as you can imagine, weren't the, the most uh, value-adding, uh, long-term, uh, viable strategies. Yeah, you know, a lot of get-rich-quick stuff. Exactly. There was a lot of, like, yeah, stuff like that. So I, I tried out a bunch of things. What were some, some of the some, things that you tried? Were. What were some of the things that you tried? Well, one thing that, that really comes to mind is I got introduced to the idea of SEO. And I was in Brazil, and I, I was looking at some keywords. And there were some keywords that were had massive, massive traffic, like like millions of searches uh, per per month. And I didn't even know what the words meant. But I just figured, hey, if I just build <clears throat> um, a, b- a bunch of uh, one-page websites and I, I, I name the URL equal to the keyword, then it must be pretty easy to to make some money with AdSense and especially using uh, like Black Hat SEO tactics to get to the first page in Google quickly. So that's what I started doing. I had over 100 websites at some point. And 100 websites? Yeah, and they were and all, the, all wow. Brazilian words. And and like I said, some of them I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> but it worked until one day. <laughs> I was check- The only thing I had to do was just look at my iPhone and see see how much money I made through AdSense. But one day I checked and it gave me a zero. So I was, I was wondering, like, hey, what's going on? And that was the day that Google... Uh, decided that uh, they didn't really like my business model. And was they, that uh, Panda or which update was it? No, nah, that was that was before that. This was like late 2011, if, I'm, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. They basically, uh, it, it wasn't that my rate, my rankings decreased. It was just Google banned my account. Oh wow! Why did they do that? Did they, they ever give you an explanation? No, they didn't. They didn't really give me much of an explanation. They just said that my my websites were uh, uh, not. Uh, uh, they weren't. Uh, uh, I would say the the conditions that they that they have in place. I wasn't. Uh, I was violating their policy basically. But they didn't really give me a reason. I sent tons of emails and and I tried again uh, with uh, a, a friend's account, and the same thing happened. They banned my friend as well, and uh-huh. I, th- I think it has to do with the fact that my websites were purely, uh, purely made for, uh, for uh, not for adding value, but just to get clicks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it wasn't a very uh, legitimate, legitimate business, so to speak. And okay. I think that's why I did. 
So what what did you do next? I mean, uh, what was next? The next thing I did is I, I started a web shop in nutritional supplements in Holland together with my cousin. And uh, the idea behind that was that my I gained quite a lot of SEO knowledge, and I was also doing some SEO consultancy projects at the time. And uh, I figured if I have a web shop and I I use my SEO knowledge to to get all the products in uh, on the first page in Google, then I must sell a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of products. And you know the nutri- nutritional supplements just seemed like a like a pretty good uh, business to be in. So that was my next step. And how did that, that was that in 2012 or so, something, right? Yeah, that was like 2000, I think it was 2011, just after okay. my, uh, after my other mm-hmm. project collapsed. How did that project go? So the, it, it, it didn't, it didn't go bad, but the, the problem with that was the, the, up, the Google update that you were talking about before, Panda, that kind of killed our business because our business was very reliant on uh, on our, our our SEO positions, our Google positions. And once the update came along, our rankings collapsed and our profits also collapsed. Okay. okay. So I was I was fortunately I was I was able to sell the sell the business. Did um, you sell it before the collapse? So or before after? before it uh, completely collapsed, I, I managed to sell it. Oh wow! How no, did you sell well, it? How do you find a buyer? Well, I just I just realized that that um, the only real uh, USB uh, unique selling position at the point that we had was the SEO, and I figured if that's not working anymore, and it's probably going to get worse, then I'm not sure why I I should what's our what's the point of having this business then. You know, because we were smaller than our than some of our competitors, so we couldn't compete on price or service. So, so we uh, we it, it was kind of coincidence that our supplier wanted to get into the consumer business, and he uh, he he was giving us interest in our in our web website. So we started negotiating, and he uh, he he bought it off us. Oh wow! So, so that we, was yeah, good timing. Yeah, it was good actually. We we got out. Um, sold it for you know for a re- nice nice amount and um, so it was all good but it uh, it was a good learning experience you know everything you do I've, I I also did a lot of other things on the side you know for Even example but I, I was involved in, in in all sorts of like little projects and you know I I, I had another website in uh, in uh, apparel in in the U S and. Uh, I can't even remember all the things I was doing, but you know, I was doing like four or five things at the same time, and and most of the things didn't really work. But everything I did was a good learning lesson. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. almost like there's there's a number of mistakes that you can make, and if you start enough projects and you make all those mistakes, then eventually you kind of run out of mistakes, and the only thing that's left to do is kind of the the the, the right thing, if, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. So after you sold the uh, the nutritional uh, supplement uh, well, uh, e-commerce site, uh, what what did you do next? This was around the time that I found out about Airbnb. Okay. So I I was I had been renting my apartment uh, to long-term renters, and 
I wasn't really happy with that situation because it wasn't making a very good return. And also, I didn't like the fact that I could never be in my own house when I was back in Amsterdam. So I started, I started looking for a, a, a different solution and I ran into Airbnb. And when I set it, after I set it up, my income was just skyrocketing like very quickly. Within a few months, I was making two and a half times the, the amount that I was making renting long term. So I decided to just kind of focus on that for a while and just really optimize, you know, running that Airbnb business and uh, reading everything I could read, testing things and just spend a while trying to figure out the pricing model to optimize my, uh, my, my income. And um, yeah, that's And I, because I was making so much money, I didn't really need to do anything else. Uh huh. So, so that's what, that's what I did for, for, about, about half a year or so, and then I decided to um, to, to to write a book about it because there, I just noticed what I noticed that a lot of people didn't know about Airbnb, and I, I was just kind of blown away by the opportunity. You know, I would have never thought that just renting out my apartment would give me enough income to to support myself. Okay, so you you decided to write a book. How long did it take you to finish the book? Well, it took me quite a while. I wrote a draft in I think it was August 2013, and then I wasn't I wasn't completely sure what uh, how to proceed with it until uh, until January of this year 2014 when I uh, when I decided to really take a month and only focus on writing. I, uh, I did write a book before for my travel blog, but, uh, but that wasn't, that wasn't, I felt like that wasn't really a good book. So at this time I wanted to do some, make something really, really good. So I re I read every single resource I could find on Airbnb. I read all the other books that were out there on Airbnb. There was about 10 of them. I read all those. And my goal was just to create the ultimate Airbnb hosting resource. So, so it took me about a month to finish that. So it took you about a month, and then uh, how did you publish it? Uh, I published it in, in two different ways. Uh, I, I teamed up with uh, with with two partners, uh, one one editor and one guy who uh, who has experience in promoting. So we started with a ClickBank product, where we sold the book plus a, a number of bonuses. And we uh, we just marketed it on, on Facebook, so we were just advertising on Facebook, and you know um, the ads would point to the sales page. So that was the first so the step number one. Now step number two, and this is uh, just a month ago, we released it on Amazon. So it's a Kindle, the Kindle version. Okay, and how's that going? The the launch on Kindle went really well. We did a a free day uh, launch promotion where the book was available for free, and we had uh, about a thousand people a day download it during that period, which which uh, and our book shot up to like the top 100 uh, in uh, in tra travel books, and I think uh, it was like uh, around the 250 mark for for all free books in general on Amazon, so that gave us quite a lot of publicity, and then we switched it to uh, a paid <clears throat> version, so now it's available for 9.97, 
and it was uh, it, it went pretty well. We were a number one bestseller on Amazon for quite a while. We've uh, we've actually dropped a few a few spaces now, but we're consistently uh, in the in the top five in our in our category. So yeah, it's it's been how many uh, how many uh, books have you sold since uh, went online? So we it it depends a little bit per day, but we're selling anywhere between one and five a day since mm-hmm. the since the launch. Okay. So let's talk about, I mean, I use the Airbnb when I traveled, and I think it's, it's great. Um, but, you know, I look at it from the other side, from the, from the, uh, the, the, the demand side. But uh, what are some of the things that you learned as you started working with Airbnb? I, mean, I, I don't want this to be a commercial, but, you know, there might be some other people out there that want to, that want to rent their place on uh, Airbnb. Can you talk about maybe one or two that are like real eye openers for you uh, about, about Airbnb that helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I was really pleasantly surprised how easy it was to use the platform because it's, it's free to list on Airbnb. And I set up my listing in less than 30 minutes and Airbnb also provides a photography service. So I had a. Do you have since you wrote this book and and you also uh, obviously are have your own apartment on Airbnb? Can you say maybe a couple of things that were uh, a real I don't know if secret is a good word, but they really helped you with uh, with Airbnb? Maybe some people in the audience are interested in in using that service. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> there's a there's a there's a few things that are really important on Airbnb. And first of all, let me say that it was it was so easy to to start my listing. Uh, the, the most difficult thing is getting good pictures for your listing. That's really, really important because that's the first thing that people see when they look, uh, when they search for apartments. So Airbnb uh, provides a free photography service. So I was really surprised how easy it was to get started. But the the biggest, the two major uh, things that you need to do in order to be successful in Airbnb is first of all, you need to get really, really good reviews because Airbnb is a peer-to-peer platform, so people are uh, are concerned about who they're staying with. So if you stay at a hotel, you're almost guaranteed to get a certain level of service, right? There's a there's always someone there. There's a reception. You 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 can almost be sure that the the room is going to be clean and that people are, will take care of you if there's any any problems. But with Airbnb, that's not the case. You're depending on your host, so people will not book a place unless it has really good reviews. So mm-hmm. you need to get those those good reviews. And how do you do that? Well, you need to make your guest happy. Mm-hmm. So that's it that's really, really important. And there's a lot of things that come that are involved there. And one of the most important things is the communication. If you uh because the, the biggest worry that travelers have is that they are going to find a closed door or that the apartment and exist, you know. People mm-hmm. have these worries. So by communicating well prior to arrival, by letting your guests know that they can always ask you questions, by giving them information, sending them a guidebook, sending them a welcome email, sending them directions, and uh, interacting with your guests, you can uh, reassure them that you are a professional host who's going to make sure that their stay is going to be perfect. So that's the first thing. To just make make your guests feel comfortable before they even arrive. Now the second thing 
that you need to do in order to be successful is you need to be visible. If people can't find you, then they can't book your place. So there's a, there's a lot of different factors that uh, Airbnb uses in their search algorithm. And it, it's kind of like a, Airbnb is kind of like a little Google, right? It's just like mm-hmm. Google. They have an algorithm that defines what listings will show up on the top. So you need to get to the top. And that's one of the chapters in my book. It, it basically talks about all the different factors that are involved and that Airbnb uses to determine that ranking. So it's almost like SEO within Airbnb. Exactly. It's exactly that. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, so what's next for you? I mean, uh, you know, you went from, uh, you know, working full time to hanging out in Brazil, uh, you know, AdSense and now Airbnb is, 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 are you working on some other projects or you're, you're sticking with uh, Airbnb for now? Um, I am working on a few projects. Well, the first one is the book is, is just, uh, just one thing that I'm doing with Airbnb. I also run a podcast, which is called Get Paid for Your Pad. And I, I'm in the process of building an a online course for Airbnb. So it's, it's either going to be a membership website or just a, a video course that will show people exactly how to get started with Airbnb and how to be successful at it. So there's a few other things relating to the to the Airbnb book that I'm working on. Are you do you have a website for that already or or not yet? Yes, absolutely. It, it's uh, it's getpaidforyourpad.com. Okay. So that's 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 good. Uh I I'm glad you came on Success Harbor to uh to share to share your story and it's it's kind of I think it's important for people to see that, you know, you don't always know where you're going to end up. You know, you just kind of have to keep going forward and try different things. And, uh, you know, if if one door closes, uh, find another one that opens for you. And I think that's that's really important because I think a lot of people think that, you know, want to start a business that, you know, if you try one thing and that doesn't work, or if it stops working, then you have to go and get back to work or get a job or whatever. But there, you know, there are always opportunities out there. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a, that's a really good point because I notice that as well. When I talk to people who want to quit their job and change their lifestyle, they it seems like people think that you need to have this one brilliant idea and it, it you need to get it right the first time. And it's uh, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's it's more like a, a just a hit and miss, a trial and error. It's just a process. And every time you you fail, you learn. And every the next project is going to be better than the, the previous one. How can people connect with you, Jasper, or find out more about uh, find out more about you or some of the products that you have? So there's two ways that people can find me. The first way is through my travel blog. Uh, it's called The Traveling Dutchman, and it, it kind of describes my, my journey over the last few years traveling the world. So you can find it at the, thetravelingdutchman.com. And the second thing is my Airbnb website, it's called getpaidforyourpad.com. The book is also on Amazon. If you, uh, if you just uh, search for Airbnb in Amazon, it's the first book that shows up. <clears throat> so those are, the, those are the two places that uh, people can find information either about traveling or hosting or on, on Airbnb. 
So sounds sounds good, Jasper. Everybody out there, uh, you know, you heard a man. Uh, check out the Traveling Dutchman and check out his Airbnb book on uh, Amazon. And thank you very much for su- uh, coming on Success Harbor to uh, to share your story. And I hope maybe uh, a year from now you can come back and give us uh, an update on how uh, your new ventures are going. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot for having me in the show, George. Thank you, and uh, wish you much luck, and thank you, everybody, for listening. Bye.